0: The Soccer Gambling Podcast is presented by Winbet. Winbet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, Winbet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download the Winbet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's propswap.com and the promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by Prediction Strike. Prediction Strike is the only performance-based sports stock market where you can buy and sell shares on professional athletes. Use the promo code SGPN to receive a free athlete share with your first deposit of $20 or more. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our picks and podcasts. You are listening to the EPL show here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at the Official Soccer Gambling Podcast Twitter account. That's at SGP Soccer. At SGP Soccer. Also, follow my new Twitter account for all opinions about Manchester United. That is at BetNUFC. At BetMUFC, that is the Twitter account for the BetMUFC show, which is also available this weekend. That will be the exclusive place where I'm talking about Manchester United's game this weekend, which is away to Watford. So I will not be talking about the Man U game here on this show. I'll be talking about that exclusively over at bet MUFC. That's also where I'll be talking about the Manchester City game. I'll be talking about how Ole Gunnar has kept his job. I'll be looking at the next manager to go market and who could potentially be the next Manchester United manager and signings we are targeting potentially in January. What's fascinating about this EPL weekend is that we have not one, not two, but three Brand new managers starting in the EPL this weekend and none of them are a Manchester United manager. We do not have a new Manchester United manager. Oligon and Solskjaer will continue on and we'll talk about that over at BetMUFC. But we do have three Brand new managers starting. Oh, well, you could say two and a half because Dean Smith has moved from Aston Villa to Norwich. So he'll be taking over Norwich City. Eddie Howe begins life at Newcastle. And of course, Steven Gerrard kicks off things as the Aston Villa manager. Before we move over and start breaking down those games, let me let you know to get my additional content. You need to head over to lockbetting.com. That's lockbetting.com. That is a service where I haven't had a losing month for over eight years. I have guided my clients to 101 months in a row of Transparent Tracked Profit, and we are on our way to the 102nd month. To be honest with you, this month has been a struggle. We've had two losing weeks in the NFL. However, overall, we've had eight winning weeks out of 10. So eight winning weeks out of 10, and the first seven weeks were very, very strong and dominant. So we are looking to get back on track after having two losing weeks in the last three We've had an inconsistent start to the NBA, but we have made a profit. We haven't made a profit with college basketball. We've really been struggling with that and the NHL. So it's been a very, very up and down month that has been bolstered by what we've done with the soccer, which has, of course, been very, very successful. So successful that we actually landed our biggest play in in the history of Lockbetting.com, in the eight-plus-year history, we have never put out a 10-unit play, but we did have a 10-unit future on a five-team parlay, five teams to win their group in European World Cup qualifying, and we managed to land that pick. Now, that's a plus 140 winner, so it landed over 14 units of profit. Now, it sounds easy to pick five teams that are going to win their World Cup qualifying group, but what if you'd pick Portugal, and what if you'd pick Italy? We didn't do that. We navigated away from that. Italy notoriously struggle and notoriously make a meal of World Cup qualification. Yes, they easily qualified for Euro 2020 and won the whole tournament. But prior to that, when I put this pick out, I could foresee some inconsistencies with Italy. Switzerland are a very, very consistent and decent team in qualifying. And for Portugal, I didn't really see a specific danger, ended up being Serbia that won the group. But I just know Portugal are a team who don't take advantage of what they have, which is, which is unbelievable attacking players. They set up far too defensively and when you do that, you're going to draw too many games. Ultimately, Portugal's letdown was the fact that they have an aging defense that didn't defend properly and couldn't implement the strategical plans that the manager laid out and they now find themselves in a very, very difficult playoff situation along with Italy. Difficult because the European World Cup Playoffs mean that 12 teams go into the playoffs and three of them out of the 12 will get through. That essentially means that the three teams that get through need to win a mini tournament. There will be three teams that come through. ...out of um, three little groups of four. So there'll be a semi-final and a final. That will determine one winner. There'll be another group of semi-finals and another final. That will determine one winner. And then another group of semi-finals and another final... ...which will determine one winner. The the seedy teams will get advantages in those mini semi-final stages. However, when you get through to the final... Then it's a complete lottery because the home team, because it's one-legged, the home team is drawn out of a hat. So the likes of Italy and Portugal could find themselves going to some very difficult places like Turkey or Sweden, who are a very informed team at the moment. So it's by no means a given. That's why it was so important to win the group. And that's why I do think it is a solid achievement to land that 10-unit play and to pick five teams that were successful at winning their group. If you're interested, they were Belgium, England, France, Germany, and Spain. Spain made the biggest meal of it, but in the end, they came through. We did have to take a few hedges on that to eat into our 14 units, but we still ended up with 11 units from that play, making it the biggest winner over at Lockbetting.com from the biggest stake. So We're very, very happy about that. And we're very happy with what we did with the international podcast overall. Now, some people think the international break is a waste of time. They get frustrated with it and they just want to get back to domestic football. And I I agree, that is often my feeling. But we have been able to make money on these shows and I'm only looking here at what we've done since September because September is what I class as the start of the season so the 2021-22 season so this doesn't include any World Cup qualifiers that took place before Euro 2020 so across the eight podcasts that we did here we gave you um 10 locks and we landed 8 of them for an 8-2 and two record from the World Cup Qualifying podcast on the locks. That adds to the 11-3 and three from Scamessa Italia and the 11-3 and three in the EPL. So if we were to land both of our locks on Scamessa Italia and this edition of the EPL show that would bring our winning total so far for locks to 80%. If we lost both of the locks we would have a 30 and 10 record with which for you mathematicians out there is 75%. So if we can sweep the locks, we have an 80% lock record. And if you were playing every pick at one to four minus 400 and you had an 80% winning record, you would be breaking even. We don't play anything at 1 to 4. We don't play anything at 1 to 3. We don't rarely even play anything at minus 200, even though that is the minimum that I like to give out, even for liens on the show. We know that all of the locks are somewhere in the vicinity, mostly of, of 4 to 6 to even money. Sometimes we do take things a little bit shorter than that when it looks like it's a really, really bad line. But more often than not, we are nowhere near the minus 200 region. What that says to be 80%... On a podcast that doesn't take anything worse than minus 200. That is a monumental achievement, and they are some monumental profits from the locks as well. Stretching out further than that, uh, going over to my bonus content, my paid content behind the lockbetting.com paywall, Champions League locks for this season are 10 and 3, and the European show locks are at 10 and 4. The European show follows the format of the international shows here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. We've had a sample of the European show here before. And um, if you guys appreciate and like what we do, make sure you continue to like, retweet, and leave reviews over on iTunes, and you will end up with more free plays. We are on an 8-1 and one free play run over on Twitter, at SGP Soccer, where we're giving out the free plays. And I will also drop bonus podcasts for you guys as well throughout the winter. So let's move on and start breaking down these EPL games. They begin tomorrow, 12.30pm UK time, 7.30am Eastern time. We start with Leicester hosting Chelsea, where Leicester are the 15-4 underdogs here. It's 11-4 on the draw, and it's 3-4 here on Chelsea. Chelsea have managed to cope without Romelu Lukaku. That's because this team are very, very defensively solid. Um, last time out, though, they got caught out. They got caught off guard. Burnley managed to nick a goal with one of the few chances that they created. And that's going to be a problem for Chelsea throughout the season. If they don't have Lukaku there, it's very difficult for them to score two goals. But scoring two goals is something that they have managed to do throughout the season. They are averaging two goals per game away from home, and they have scored scored in 16 of their 18 games in all competition. Leicester have also scored in six of their eight home games this season on an averaging 1.5 goals per game at the King Power. And both teams to score as a bet has landed in 12 of Leicester's 18 games. I think this could be a game where it lands again. That is going to be my best play here. Both teams to score is available at 10 to 11. It's always hard to take that in a Chelsea game because you look at this defence, you look at a team that have conceded just four in their 11 Premier League games, but it puts you off a little bit. But some of the clean sheets has come against weaker opposition, and I think Leicester's attack is stronger than the likes of Malmo, Newcastle, Norwich and Brentford. And Brentford were a team that miraculously didn't score against Chelsea and created many, many chances. This Leicester team have failed to score. They've drawn blanks against Manchester City and Arsenal, so you could say they struggle against top teams, but they absolutely battered Arsenal And if it wasn't for Aaron Ramsdale, they certainly would have scored and got back into that game. So I'm going to take a chance that they will score tomorrow. This certainly isn't a premium play or a top play or anything like that. My lean as to who wins this game, I think Chelsea managed to get it done. But at the same time, look at last year's FA Cup final. Leicester managed to beat Chelsea in that. So really, there's there's nothing really here you can take. I don't think, personally, I will be starting my betting with the twelve thirty kickoff tomorrow. But if pushed to make a pick, and I am pushed to make a pick here on every single game, my lean would be to take both teams to score here in this one. Up next, we look at Aston Villa at home to Brighton. And this is the first game that we're covering here where a new manager takes charge. Steven Gerrard takes charge of Aston Villa. And my rule usually is, if there's a new manager in charge, no matter what the data says, back the new manager bounce. It has proven to be a statistical winner over the years. And I think that's what I'll continue to do here in this spot. However, I'm not going to be taking Aston Villa here on the money line. I'm going to be taking Aston Villa here as a pick at 7-10. to 10. This is because they are missing some key players. And that was the unfortunate thing for Dean Smith. He was missing some key players towards the end of his run. And it did end up costing him his job. But also because Brighton are the draw specialists here in the EPL. They have drawn six of their last seven games. They're also unbeaten in 90 minutes away from home in seven games in all competitions, drawing more than half of those, drawing four of those games. Aston Villa are averaging 1.8 goals per game at home, but Brighton can see just 0.8 goals on their travels. And four of Brighton's last six Premier League games have ended even nil nil or 1-1. So heavy, heavy statistical data there for a draw. That's why it scares me to back the new manager bounce to the point where I take Villa here on the money line. Also, the injuries worry me as well. But I do think all of the newly promoted sides are worth taking this weekend to get positive results. So either taking him as a pick, in this instance for Aston Villa, and spoiler, I'll be doing the same for Newcastle and for the Norwich game. It's difficult to take Norwich to, to win any games, but possibly I take them to avoid a defeat. So it's well worth finding a way to back all of these new managers and the new manager bounce this weekend. And it starts with Stephen Gerrard and Aston Villa. I'm going to take Villa here as a pick at the price of seven to ten here in this one. Up next, we got Burnley against Crystal Palace, where Burnley are the seven to 10, seventeen to ten underdogs. It's nine to four on the draw, and Crystal Palace are the slight thirteen to eight favourites here. It's interesting to see Palace as a favourite away to Burnley. It shows how well Palace have done recently. In previous years, you're looking at these kind of teams, especially playing each other. You're looking at Sheffield United previously, who were relegated last season. And these are red hot under teams. We don't quite have the supporting data to take the under here in this one. But I still think if these two teams do revert back to what they usually are across most seasons and what they were last year, the under could end up being a solid play here in this game, especially seeing as Crystal Palace's league wins have all come with a clean sheet so far, so far this season. And I do think Palace are a good play here as a pick to win this game and to push if it ends up being a draw. They are unbeaten in six games and have won their last two and Burnley have lost three of the six Premier League home games this season, winning just one and drawing two. So I'm going to go for Crystal Palace here as a pick. I do think this is going to hit the under two and a half goals as well, even though you haven't got strong data for it because these two teams have been involved in more high scoring games than usual this season. Palace have won the last few matches and under two and a half goals has been a winning bet in Crystal Palace's last three Premier League games. Up next, we do look at one of these new managers again. It's Eddie Howe taking over at Newcastle. This was the, the biggest job that I think was available out of the three. Someone argues Aston Villa. I wouldn't. If Eddie Howe can do well here, he's gonna get a plethora of finances in, in January and even more next summer for Newcastle to establish themselves as a top four team. But first of all, he needs to get himself out of the relegation race. And his opponent, Brentford, they have certainly dropped into the conversation as of late. So this may be the perfect opponent to play. Newcastle are actually an underdog here for this game. They're available here at 13 to 8. It's 12 to 5 on the draw, and Brentford are the 6 to 4 favourites. I'm going to take Newcastle, much like I took Aston Villa here as a pick. I can get even money here, so plus 100 on it. And I think given Brentford's form, there's a real chance this could cash. The statistical data here points to both teams scoring. It's, um, it's come about because Brentford have conceded seven goals in their last three games and nine of Newcastle's 11 games have seen both teams scoring so far with Newcastle conceded in every single match of the season I think Callum Wilson's going to be key here he's going to lead from the front and he could be the man to guide Newcastle to victory he has scored in three of his four home appearances so far this season and as I said when I was talking about the Villa game The new manager bounce is real. It has bared fruit in the past. Statistically, um, teams do play much, much better than they do for the sacked manager when the new manager comes in. And I think these are three decent managers with Dean Smith, what he did to Villa going over to Norwich, is going to give him a much better chance of staying up, although I think it's too late. Eddie Howe is a proven commodity over at Bournemouth. It will just be interesting to see how he manages bigger players when he gets those bigger players in. And of course, Steven Gerrard is coming over from Rangers. I'm not sure he's an upgrade on Dean Smith, but motivationally, I think the players may respond immediately to playing under such a big name like Steven Gerrard, but we'll see how it works out long term. This is a real, real test to see if uh, Steven Gerrard can be a future Liverpool manager. I think this is the next logical step for him. And um, for Eddie Howe, this is a case of um, trying to keep the job, trying to make sure you're not the man who just does the job and keeps them up before a bigger foreign manager comes in. Eddie Howe, if he can get Newcastle safe whilst playing so, decent football to watch at the same time and I'm not talking finishing 17th I think for Eddie Howe to keep this job he's gonna have to finish just shy of the top half of the table that's what I honestly think I think Eddie Howe's gonna need to finish somewhere like 12th 13th 14th to have any chance of of keeping this job I think 17th will be enough for them to say thank you very much and for Eddie Howe to be in good standing to get another job and to get a huge payout from the owners of course but I don't think he'll maintain his job if he just about survives here, which is stupid because they're in a very, very poor position and they don't have a great crop of players and they do need investment in January, but I just think these owners' expectations will be high. But the first job, the number one priority, is to get themselves out of this position. They haven't won a game so far this season and this is a very, very good place to start. I'm taking Newcastle as a pick here at Plus Money, at Plus 100, even money, to win this game as a pick against Brentford, which pushes if it ends up being a draw. Up next, we're going to look at Norwich versus Southampton. Now, so far, we took the two other new managers as a pick. We took Steven Gerrard to start with a win as a pick. Pushes if it's a draw at 7-10. to We took Newcastle as a pick at even money. Are we going to be so brave here with Norwich? I don't think we are. I cannot back this team to win any game this season. Even this one with the first game in charge under Dean Smith. Norwich are the 11 to 4 underdogs here. It's 12 to 5 on the draw, and Southampton are the 10 to 11 odds on favourites. I am going to back Norwich to avoid a defeat. I think that would be a positive result. Remember, I was talking about the new manager bounce and talking about all of these teams having positive results. I think this would be a positive result for Norwich to avoid a defeat here. Southampton are in decent form. They have won 1-0 in three of the last four games, whereas Norwich have lost eight of their 11 games this season and have lost nine of their 10 home Premier League matches. But... I also think that we have strong supporting data here for an under, given that Southampton have won 1-0 and three of their last four Premier League games. And during that run where Norwich have lost nine of their last 10 Premier League home matches, they've only scored three times. I don't see how this game gets to three goals. I love the price here. It's 10-11 to on the over and 10-11 to on the under. I don't see three goals in this game. So we have two strong plays here at 10 to 11 minus 110 on on Norwich to have that new manager bouncing to avoid a defeat because, as I said, I really believe in that and I do believe that these managers, at least two out of three of them, will have a positive result this weekend and I just don't see three goals in this game. So they are two leans for this one here between Norwich and Southampton tomorrow. Up next, we should be talking about the Man United game. That's the next one in the order. But as I said... We cover Manchester United now exclusively over at BetMUFC. That's where I'll be breaking down the Watford versus Manchester United games. If you want to hear about that, head over to the BetMUFC podcast. That will be a weekly show now here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast, where I'll exclusively be breaking down the Man United games and talking about the games from the previous week. This week, we have to uh, cross-examine that. Awful display against Manchester City. So we do move on to Wolves versus high-flying West Ham. That was a game that I went to. It was a lock that lost on this show last time out, but it was an incredible atmosphere at West Ham as they handed Liverpool their first defeat of the season. They are now in the Champions League positions and they are 6-4 to to carry that run on going by winning away to Wolves here who are the 2-1 underdogs and it's 23-10 here on the draw. I cannot see a reason why you just don't take West Ham until there's a real reason not to take West Ham. They haven't been affected by the Europa League. They're in a strong, strong position to win that group. They're just one more win away. So I think the fact that they've overcome that, this team are legit and I think they'll win this game tomorrow away to Wolves. I'm going to take West Ham here at 6-4 plus 150 on the money line. Wolves are yet to take any points from team's um, above them in the table and that's what West Ham are they've also lost three of their five Premier League home games whereas West Ham had the joint best away record in the division with 13 points from a possible 15 now this could be a game that has goals at both end because West Ham have just one clean sheet in their last four away games here eight of West Ham's last ten Premier League away games have seen both teams scoring and four of West Ham's last six Premier League away games have ended with over two and a half goals so you have strong strong supporting data for both teams scoring but I think the stronger play it's just take this West Ham team who are banging form on the money line to keep it going. As I said, until you see some reason not to then carry on taking them because you're getting value here. They're disrespected here by the bookies. I don't think they even hold West Ham in the same regard as a Tottenham or an Arsenal here at this moment in time. I, I don't think Arsenal or Tottenham, for example, would be as big as 6-4 to four plus 150 to win away to Wolves here at Molyneux. So take advantage of the price. West Ham are legit and I look for them to continue winning here. So West Ham on the line at 6-4 to four plus 150 in this one. Up next, we move on to the game of the week. It happens on Saturday evening, 5.30 p.m. UK time, 12.30 p.m. Eastern time. It's Liverpool at home to Arsenal, where Liverpool are the one to two favourites to win the game. It's 19 to five here on the draw, and it's five to one here on Arsenal. Arsenal have certainly turned the corner after a very poor start to the season. And if you're looking at the supporting data here for this game, both teams to score seems to stick out as the strongest play. Both teams have scored in eight of the last 10 meetings between the two sides and in nine of the last 11 in the Premier League. However, I have to go with Liverpool to win this game. I'm not entirely convinced my Arsenal. They don't have that Big win. Yes, they won away to Leicester, but that was a game where Leicester had many, many chances. They started the game really, really slow. And when they woke up, Aaron Ramsdale was unbelievable. At the start of the season when Arsenal played bigger teams, I'm I'm excluding that game against Brentford because they're not a big team and Arsenal had a lot of players missing. But when they came up against Manchester City and Chelsea, they were absolutely outclassed in those games, losing 5-0 and 3-0. And now this is the toughest opponent since those. So we'll really see how Arsenal have improved. Arsenal don't really do well against Liverpool. Liverpool won both of the Premier League meetings last season. Arsenal have six wins, but have lost four of their matches. And Liverpool have won six of their 11 Premier League games this so far this season with the one defeat. They'll be looking for a bounce back from that West Ham game. And I think they'll show Arsenal where Arsenal really are at here in this game. I can't take Liverpool here on the money line, but I can take Liverpool minus one. That's available here at 10 to 11 minus 110. Uh, that isn't the Asian handicap line. So if Liverpool win this game by a single goal, this selection pushes. If they win by two goals, you win. If they fail to win the game, that's the only way you lose money. So as I said, this isn't money line. This isn't minus 1.5. This is in the middle. Liverpool need to win this game. And if they win this game by one, you push. But if they win this game by two or three goals, that's how you end up cashing this play. So it's Liverpool minus one on the Asian handicap line here. And that one is available 10 to 11 months. Minus one ten here in this one, your game of the week between Liverpool and Arsenal at Anfield on Saturday evening. Up next, we move on to a couple of games here from Sunday. We begin with Man City at home to Everton, where Man City are the one of five favourites to win the game. It's six to one on the draw, and it's sixteen to one on Everton. Rafa Benitez has managed to keep his job here as the Everton manager, but he could be on borrowed time. If Manchester United are absolutely refusing to sack Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, then he could be worth a look. That's something that we do discuss over at the Bet Mufc podcast. Um, this is a win that I think will add to his stress. And at the same time, I don't see Everton troubling the scorers with attacking players missing in this game. I think Manchester City to win to nil here at 5-6-120 to six minus 120 is the safest way to go. Everton come into this having lost three of the last four league games. City have won seven straight league meetings with Everton. This is a team that they find easy to beat. And they've only conceded five times in those seven games. And City have conceded in only one home league game so far this season. That was the shocking defeat at home to Crystal Palace. Look for Man City to bounce back here. I like Manchester City to win with a clean sheet. So Manchester City to nil will be your lean here for this game. And that one is available at 5-6. to six minus 120 the final game we are going to look at is Tottenham versus Leeds this is Antonio Conte's first home game in the Premier League as the Tottenham manager and this is probably the longest time he's had to prepare he came straight in a couple of days after coming in he had to manage a game against Patisi Arnhem in the Europa League that was a game that I attended Very interesting game, that one. It was one of the most violent football matches I ever went to. There was fights between the Dutch supporters and the Tottenham fans and I, I don't understand how there were so many Dutch people there but there were there was so many away fans there they were given three sections and they were very very rowdy and violent so that was interesting from where I was sitting I could see all the violence from above um they didn't even care about fighting the police and um, that was my main takeaway from Antonio Conte's first game in charge and also the fact that they were just very very spursy um Antonio Conte got to see all the versions of Tottenham, the, the good Tottenham version with that strong attack at the beginning, and then the Tottenham version that concedes stupid goals, go down to 10 men and have to somehow survive in a game that they should have easily won. There's nothing more Tottenham than that, and Antonio Conte got to witness it in that game. Shortly after that, he had to manage Tottenham for a game on Sunday against Everton. That ended up being a nil-nil draw. That was a game where Tottenham obviously defended a lot better. And I think that will be something that Antonio Conte addresses moving forward because at in attack, Tottenham take care of things naturally. And I think you'll see this weekend that uh, Leeds may be overmatched by this Tottenham attack, especially if people are firing and Kane should be firing off the back of scoring seven international goals in the two games that he played for England. Tottenham are available here at four to five to win this on the money line. It's 14 to five, the draw and it's three to one here on Leeds. Tottenham have actually won all three of their meetings with the current bottom six which is where Leeds are at the moment. Leeds have claimed all of their away points at the bottom three this season and Tottenham have won 3 of their five home games so far this season. I think this is a strong strong play on Tottenham. That's why I talked about it so much at the beginning. I believe in Antonio Conte. I believe that Tottenham have a strong attack when you have Son and Kane in your team. You are going to score goals and if he can tighten up defensively, I think Tottenham have a real chance of of doing well this season and they really should win this game at home against Leeds here on Sunday. Closing out with the lock on the show... I think I had the most to say about the last game, and I strongly believe that Tottenham will win it. They're at a really good price here at 4-5, minus 125, to get Antonio Conte's first Premier League win as the Tottenham manager. I think the combination of Tottenham defending better under Conte, Leeds not being the same team as last season, not running as much as they did, not having as much in attack. Patrick Bamford's a big miss, and with Tottenham's attack firing, I think it's a perfect mixture for Tottenham to win. We saw how this game ended up last season. And I could see something similar here on Sunday. So your lock here for this show will be Tottenham to win on the money line. And that's available at 4-5, minus 125 here in this one. That's it for me in this edition of the EPL show. Don't forget to check out BetMUFC. Good luck with all your bets as always. And thanks for listening.